Well, good morning and welcome to K1. We are so blessed to uh, worship with you today. If you are new with us this morning, my name is Pastor Andrew, I'm the lead pastor here. Thank you for sharing in life together with us. I want to say a special welcome again to Pastor Jacob and his wife, Megan. We've been looking forward to this day for so long, and it's finally here. Thanks for joining our life together at K1. We are so blessed. Uh, we are praying for your ministry, and we are hoping, hoping, hoping that it, it will be a long, long time before you leave. <laughs> And I want to say a special thank you to Pastor Gary Gersenberger. <laughs> who has meant so much to the uh, people of this church, especially to me. In the past year, he has filled our role as interim youth pastor. And I don't know what to say to you and Renee, except thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all the times that you have invested in the youth. Thank you for all the ways that you have kept this ship afloat during a very difficult 2018. Thank you for helping me. Uh, thank you for your service heart that you have exhibited it towards me and towards the staff. Uh, in fact, can we stop right there and express our appreciation to Pastor Gary and his wife, Renee. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 38. Beginning in verse 38. As you are turning there, I'd like to welcome you back to the fourth week of our sermon series called Jesus Can't. If you can, say it with me. Jesus Can't. What we are doing in this sermon series is looking through the eyes of a skeptic. Looking through the eyes of a doubter. For some of you, I know that this is hard, but not for others of you. Others of you, it's not hard at all. You have a hard time believing that Jesus can right now. The stories, the parables, especially the healings and the miracles, you believe that it could have happened 2,000 years ago, but you have a hard time believing it right now. You say, I believe that Jesus could 2,000 years ago, but now Jesus can't, or Jesus won't, or even if he can and will, he certainly wouldn't do it for me. But our key verse for the series, Mark 10, 27, says otherwise. Mark 10, 27 says this, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All 
things are possible with God. Say it with me. All things are possible with God. Week one, we saw that Jesus can bring life out of death. Week two, we saw that Jesus can bring trust out of fear. Week three, we saw that Jesus can bring faith out of doubt. And week, uh, uh, this week, week four, we are going to see whether or not Jesus can bring big faith out of small things. Big faith out of small things. Say it with me. Big faith out of small things. Uh, Luke 4, beginning in verse 38. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And so they asked her, uh, Jesus, to help her. So he bent over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Now, for some context, Jesus had just cast a demon out of the synagogue. Of the synagogue. And on the way back to the house, they told Jesus about a woman who was sick, Peter's mother-in-law. Surely, they thought, surely the man that just cast out a demon can heal a, uh, something so small as a fever. And by the way, I don't want you to miss this. Who told Jesus about Simon's Peter's mother-in-law? Who told Jesus? They told him. They told him. Not Peter told him. They told him. I, I, I'm sure that Peter forgot to mention uh, that um, the mother-in-law was sick. I, I'm sure that Peter's just blank on that one. I, I can see Peter. I was going to tell you, Jesus, it just slipped my mind. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of mother-in-laws, I don't know what I was do without my mother-in-law, Rute. I am already dreading her return to Argentina. She cooks for us. She cleans for us. He does the laundry for us. She does the dishes for us. She watches the baby for us and a host of other things. In fact, can we just take a moment to give my mother-in-law, Rute, some much-deserved appreciation for all that she's done behind the scenes. <laughs> Thank you. Te amo mucho. Te amo mucho. <laughs> but <laughs> there are some people, like Peter, apparently, <laughs> that may not share my sentiments. It reminds me of the story that I heard about a man who met a wonderful woman, and a short time later, they became engaged. His mother and uh, his, uh, he called his mother to share the good news and arranged them to uh, have them meet one another. But when he arrived, he brought along three women, a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. His mother required why did you bring three women instead of just one woman? That's kind of weird. Uh, he replied, well, I wanted to see if you can guess which woman is going to be your future daughter-in-law. So she glanced at the woman quickly and then said, it's the redhead. 
How can you possibly know this uh, so quickly? He exclaimed. He, he, uh, she coldly replied, because I cannot stand her. <laughs> uh, 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 just one more, just one more. So uh, 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 I had to say it. Uh, couple drove, uh, <laughs> the couple <laughs> drove several miles down the road, not saying a word. Uh, discussion had left, uh, in, uh, led to an argument about the wife's mother, and neither one uh, wanted to concede their position. As they passed by a barnyard full of mules and pigs, the wife sarcastically uh, asked, Family of yours? Yep, their husband replied, In-laws. <laughs> that cracked me up every time. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, my. But what was Peter's uh, uh, mother-in-law thinking? What was she saying to herself before the healing took place? There is no scriptural evidence. But if I had to guess, she thought, really? Don't bother Jesus. Don't waste his time. I can get up. I I can wait on him. Really, it's just I got to get my strength up. I find, really, don't Father Jesus, with this silly old fever. You see, she wasn't looking for a miracle. She wasn't looking for a healing. But they were. But they were. Surely, a man who has just cast out a demon can heal a fever. And Jesus says, when when he saw their faith, daughter Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. You weren't looking for a healing. You weren't looking for a miracle. But they were. They were. There is nothing too big. And there is nothing too small for me. And Jesus bent over, rebuked the fever, and it left her just like that. Over the last uh, several weeks, I have shared my story about brain cancer and the miraculous healing that has taken place. But uh, there are several side effects uh, of my cancer that have not gone fully away yet. My speech, my voice has not fully returned yet. And for a pastor who communicates primarily through the spoken word, That's a hassle, (laughs) to say the least. Uh, The weakness, the fine motor skills on my right side have not returned yet either. To be honest with your, uh, to be honest, it makes it so hard to write and so hard just to hide. uh, That's why in the past I could work on a sermon for 10 hours and preach without notes. But now... Uh, it would take me 25 hours to uh, get my thoughts down on paper and practice over and over and over and over again. And though my memory is getting better week by week, I still have to stick clo- uh, so closely to my manuscript in case I get lost. <laughs> and they, uh, this is a part of me that said, who cares? Who cares? I have been healed from terminal brain cancer. 
Who cares about all the rest? <laughs> I will work 40, 50, 60 hours a week if it went one more day with my uh, family, one more day of life. Who cares about all that other stuff? But I realized something about myself recently. I realized something about myself. I trust in Jesus with the big things. Cancer, surgeries, seizures, chemotherapies, radiation, all of that. But I didn't trust Jesus with the small things. I didn't trust Jesus with the small things. I said, thanks for helping me, Jesus. Thanks for getting me through the big things that I could not control. Now, step aside, Jesus. Now, step aside. I would take it from here. I can do small things on my own. And I wonder how many of us feel the same way. You say, well, God can heal cancer, or God can heal blindness, or God can heal the paralyzed. It wouldn't is something so big, God shows up. But my small things, whatever it is, asthma, arthritis, my memory loss, depression, fear, uh, anxiety, your friend's marriage, a bill you cannot seem to pay, just feeling a hundred miles away from God. Whatever it is, you say, I know that Jesus can. I, I know that Jesus could, but I know that Jesus won't or he won't do it for me. After all, I would never bother God with my small problems. I, I would never bother God with my little things. The God of the universe has much more important thing to do then deal with my small stuff. It's my burden to bear, my cross to carry. It's just life. It's just life. A few months ago, uh, I noticed something uh, strange about my feet, different about my feet. Five years ago, I had an incident snorkeling on a mission trip. And I know what you're saying. Uh, that's why, uh, that's what you get for going snorkeling on the mission's trip. <laughs> but I found a sea urchin here, uh, uh, pictures here, um, uh, uh, yes, uh, picture here. And you know, the snark uh, pointing things that you are not supposed to step on? Well, I found what, all right, in my foot. And uh, not where it was supposed to be. But uh, the good news is that the sea urchin was fine. Uh, the bad news is that I was not. I cried like a baby all the way back ho uh, home uh, about the sh uh, shore. The mission team that I was with urged me to get in out as soon as possible. But it was too painful. It was too painful. So I just touched it out. I just touched it out. A few weeks later, uh, the sharp pain began to decrease. But in its place, the, uh, there was a dull, dull ever-present pain. Everything I did, everywhere I went, I had 
pain. And to be honest with you, I had pain ever since that incident five years ago. What's more, I have a bad case of plantar fasciitis in both feet. It hurts when I run. It hurts when I sit. It especially hurts when I walk. And I was getting ready to walk 1,000 miles. <laughs> Whose crazy idea was that? <laughs> so I have the remains of a sea urchin in the top of my feet. And uh, I got blander fasciitis in the bottom of my feet. Uh, uh, other than that, uh, my feet were fine. So <laughs> I started to walk, fully expecting to be in pain for the next 12 months. But something happened. <laughs> something strange happened. My feet did not get worse. The pain on my feet did not even say the same. As a matter of fact, the pain in my feet got better and better and better and better till the pain was gone. I didn't really uh, realize it, that was the pain was gone until one day it dawned on me, my feet don't hurt. <laughs> my feet don't hurt. Praise God. I chalked it up to the pair of uh, running, uh, walking shoes that the board got for me. And uh, so, um, um, uh, uh, but then I started to pay attention to the tops of my feet. The tops of my feet where the sea urchin have left its mark. Slowly, but ever so surely, the spots on my feet were going away. Bits by bits by bits by bits. Five years of pain. Five years of pain. And you're placing the spots where new flesh new sin. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I, I, was, I, I didn't even want to acknowledge it for fear that I might go away. <laughs> not two weeks ago, Simone saw me barefoot and exclaimed, look at your feet. You're healed. And I said, look at that. I, I don't have any pain into the uh, uh, to, in the bottom of my feet. And now the top of my feet are not, like 99% better. And, and then I said uh, this, which I regretted as soon as I came out of my mouth. I said, it's such a small thing. I wonder what caused that. <laughs> I wondered what caused that. She looked at me in astonishment. You wonder what caused that? You wonder what caused that? Hello, hello. You get up in front of the whole congregation and you say, repeat after me, all things are possible with God. And you wonder what caused that. <laughs> and then she said to me, I have been praying night and day, day and night, for the Lord to heal you. Every day I pray, heal my husband. Heal my husband. Heal him from the top 
of his head to the bottoms of his feet. And I think, I think you are getting your answer. I think, I think you are getting your healing. You see, as I look at Jesus' life more carefully, he did not care what type of healing it was. He did not care what type of miracle it was. He did not care if it was a small thing like a fever. He did not care if it was a big thing like a resurrection. He healed them all. He healed them all. And uh, uh, the speech, uh, uh, um, uh, and I know, I know that I know that I know that God is going to heal me completely. God is going to heal me completely. You say, how do you know? How do you know? Because of this. He cares about the small things. He cares about the small things. He cares about the minute details of my life, like plantar fasciitis or uh, pain in my feet. He says, I've got this. I've got this. Just trust me. Just have faith in me. I got this. I will never, ever, ever let you down. The speech, the weakness on my right side, my memory, it hasn't fully recovered yet. But I'm trusting. I am trusting that someday, not far away, that someday soon I will be uh, uh, not just partially healed, but fully to the glory of God the Father. And I will hold on to this, that something so simple as Jesus Christ healing the tops and the bottoms of my feet as a deposit, as a deposit, if you will, for my complete healing and my complete healing. Remember, he is a good, good father who loves to give good, good gift to his children. And no gift is too small. And no gift is too big. And you, when you give God everything, 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 you will see his hand at work in the smallest details of your life. With man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Uh, heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. Pastor Don, can you play uh, softly? Let me ask you one uh, simple question. One simple question. Have you asked him, Jesus Christ, for the little things? Have you asked him for the little things? Have you really asked him to take care of the smallest details of your life? You see, God's power is not only for the large things. God's power is not only for the large things. It's also for the small things, the mundane things, things that only you care about. But he does that for you. He does that for us. 
We are his children. We are his reward. We are his prize. He does that for you. And so the first invitation is really simple. Do you tr- uh, trust God? Uh, do you have something that you can say, I need God's healing upon my life today? I need God's healing touch today. It, it may be a big thing heart issues, cancer, stroke, seizures, looming divorce, depression, thoughts about suicide. Big things, big things. But it may be a small thing. Looking for a new job, looking for a new home, a battle with fear or anxiety or worry or doubt. Did you need God's healing touch today? Big or small? And you need God's healing touch today. And can you say, I trust him. I trust him. I have faith in him. You see, there is no big thing for Jesus. There is no small things for him either. There is just things. And more importantly, people behind those things that God cares for so much That God cares for so much that he heals because he loves. He heals because he loves. By your stripes, by your wounds, I am healed. So if that's you today, you say, I need God's healing touch in my life. And I I just trust God with my life. If that's you today, just lift up your hand high right now. Just lift it up all over the sanctuary. Praise God. Praise God. All over the sanctuary. Praise God. Praise God. Hmm. Praise God. Jesus, you are so good to us. You are so good to me. Jesus, I I just bless you for uh, healing me of terminal brain cancer, but uh, you uh, uh, do the small things. You do the little things because you love us. Because you love us. By your stripes, we are healed. As we continue to pray together this morning, there are some uh, of you here that God has been working on your heart all morning long. Maybe you came here thinking, Jesus can't heal. Jesus can't do miracles. Jesus can't. But you heard otherwise today. You heard about the healings. You heard about the miracles. Miracles 2,000 years ago, but miracles right here today. And uh, uh, maybe what you're saying is, Jesus won't do that for me. Jesus won't do that for me. In your heart of hearts, you say, I would never measure up. I am too far gone. And you are dead in your sins because all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. We deserve death. We deserve death. And there is nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing that we can do about it. But 
someone could. Someone else could. And that was Jesus, the resurrection and the life, the great physician, the great healer. Jesus came, was born of a virgin, lived a sinless, perfect life, and died on a cross as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Then on the third day, he breaks the power of sin. He breaks the power of death and is raised to life again. So that everyone, everyone, I mean everyone, who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. Can be saved. And today is a day of your salvation. Today is a day of your salvation. That's why. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you have been. It doesn't matter what you have said or how far you have run. He loves you. He forgives you. He gave his life for you so that you could be made new. For those of you that are saying, that's me. That's me. I'm ready. That is exactly what I need. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of striving. I need help. I need healing. I need a miracle in my life. If that's you today, I need Jesus. I need a Savior. I need forgiveness. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand high right now. Just lift them up all over the place. That's me. I believe it. I need his grace. I need new life. I need forgiveness of my sins. That's me. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, Jesus, praise God. Is there anyone else? Praise God. Oh, Jesus, praise God. That's me. That's me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else? Praise God. Praise God. Everyone, if you would, all over the sanctuary, everyone praying with your neighbors, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Jesus, I need healing. Jesus, I need a miracle. Jesus, you died so I can be forgiven. You rose so I can be set free. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you. I'm never turning back. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. K1, can you celebrate with me new hearts in the kingdom of God?